0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to D Stories. My name is David Jacobs. These are just little stories about my life, things that I remember and are fond of. I'm a professional voiceover actor, and if you'd like to hire me or see what I'm all about, go to davidjacobsvoiceover.com. You can hear my demos, read about me, and if you'd like to do some work with me, there's a contact form there. Fill it out, and I'll get back to you, and we will. Get to work. Thank you very much for that. Today, I'm going to tell you about the Beach House. This is one of the most special places for our family that we all really loved so much and had so many good times until it was taken away from us. So we need to rewind because... Actually, there were two beach houses, to tell the truth. Now, we lived in Newport Beach, California, where there are some of the most spectacular, awesome beaches around. And the first beach house was actually a real legitimate house. It was quite large, two stories, right on the beach. You walk out the back door, there's a little boardwalk, and boom, there's the sand. Absolutely incredible. Now this beach house just happened to be owned by Bozell & Jacobs, the advertising agency which my father was CEO at. And so we got to use this quite often. And the reason the company bought this beach house is really to entertain clients and to let clients have a place to be if they were in town. They could say, hey, why don't you use our beach house for the weekend? Go on out there, have a great time. This is the kind of thing you do for clients at an ad agency. But when clients weren't using the house, well, we could use it anytime we wanted. This was a really cool house. We went there all the time, and you could just hit the beach, and it was really cool. But this beach house was also the house where my dad suffered his first heart attack. And we're gonna go into dad's heart condition in a later story. And it kind of came out of nowhere. No one saw it coming. And it was a situation, as I heard it told, that dad just woke up one morning and felt like, wow, I don't feel very good. I feel kind of bad and kind of off and not good at all. And somehow it was enough for my mom to say, we're going to the doctor. This is scary. This isn't right. And she took him to the doctor and the doctor said, wow, Mr. Jacobs, you've had a heart attack in the middle of the night. You've had a heart attack. Just like, what? Shocking. Oh, my God. And he said, you know, you've been walking more lately. You've been out there doing your walks and being much better about walking and getting back into shape. And you know what? I have to tell you, if you hadn't have been walking like that, you very well might have died. It's probably only that you got a little bit back in shape that you didn't die from this heart attack. God. God. The world changed for us. The world changed for us in so many ways. You have to change your life when you have a heart attack. This is serious business. There's damage to your heart. It never comes back. You're never quite the same. You have to change your lifestyle. You have to change your diet. You have to start eating food that's lower in fat, has more vegetables and just a whole complete different thing thank god my dad didn't smoke so that wasn't the problem he did drink a little bit not a heavy drinker but when you're in advertising and you're entertaining clients you have drinks it's just part of the business so you got to cut back on that too and the stress for me it was the diet changes in our house you know the diet changes were crazy you know Just all kinds of things that we don't eat anymore and new food preparations with less salt and less sugar and less fat. Crazy. My mom really took over a lot of the cooking at that point because she was so bound and determined to do this right and she didn't trust anybody else or going out to make the food correctly. So she studied how to make heart-healthy food and she became a bit of an expert at it. Now, the downside is heart-healthy food, it's not as tasty as your fat-filled, salt-filled regular food. It's a little bland until you learn to season it better or what have you. But, you know, you're not eating beef anymore and steak and burgers. You're having fish and chicken and turkey and what have you. It was a big lifestyle change for us to eat differently. But I didn't complain. Of course I didn't complain. Dad's life is at stake. I don't care. We'll do whatever we have to do to keep him healthy. So I just did what I had to do and (laughs) ate the food that showed up. Now, sometimes we did go out to eat food. And one of the things we really enjoyed was Chinese food. And there was one particular Chinese restaurant that we really enjoyed. And one of the things my mom learned was that MSG was bad for you. This was way back in the day before anyone knew anything about MSG. Monosodium glutamate, I believe it's called. It's not very good for you. And so we would go to this Chinese restaurant and we would order our food. And my mom would say, okay, look, no salt, no sugar, no MSG, please. Please. And the waiter looks at us like he doesn't know what's going on like wait what no salt no sugar no msg please and he can't process this in his brain he's he's like error error cannot process and he's like i don't how i don't understand how how do we really how do we do that i the food's going to taste terrible. You don't want that. No, no, we do. He has a heart condition. It's a health thing. Trust me, it's fine. We're going to be fine. It's going to taste fine for us. Don't worry. Just please just do it and don't worry about it. He couldn't wrap his head around how anyone would ever want to eat food this way. It's going to be terrible. I, I, well, this is not what we do. And so finally, he's like, okay. Okay, and he brings us the food, you know, and it's different. It doesn't have all that sugar and salt that uh, Chinese food has, so it's a little different, but, you know, you get used to it. You just kind of get used to it, and uh, it's fine. And so we kept going back to this Chinese restaurant, and every time, no salt, no sugar, no MSG. And the first several times, we would get the same blank stare, and the, what do you mean? No, no, you certainly don't want that. Finally, after three or four times, they got to know us, and they understood. And they said, okay, no salt, no sugar, no MSG, right? Right. Okay. Because we kept coming back. So they figured, these people are insane, but they keep coming back, so that's fine. We'll make the food the way you want. So, you know, eating out was always a, uh, a real challenge. So that was the first beach house. And then eventually the company sold that beach house for, you know, I don't know what reason they wanted to save the money or didn't see the value in it. But that beach house went away after a couple of years and we had nothing for a very long time. Then all of a sudden, my parents say, hey, we got a new beach, well, house, kind of, well, it's kind of more really a trailer, but it's right on the beach. It's really great. So it turns out there's this beach that is kind of right between Newport Beach and Laguna Beach. Right between, there's this little stretch of beach that you can get to, very small. And there's all these trailers sitting on it, like motorhome trailers. And there's probably 10 or 12 of these things. Some of them have been remodeled in very interesting ways. Some of them are pretty stock. Whatever. Ours was very stock. It was just this big rectangular box. It's a motorhome trailer. It's just, boom, put on the sand. And the inside has been modified. It has carpet. It has a living room, a little kitchen, a bathroom with a shower, and then way back, there's a bedroom. Pretty cool. Works great. Put a TV in there, stereo in there. And then out front, there's this beautiful deck and then right off the deck is the sand. It's literally so on the beach that during high tide, the water comes up and rolls underneath that deck. That's how on the beach it is. This thing is very, very modest, not fancy at all, but it's nice and it's right on that beach. Oh boy. And it's so awesome. You can, like, sit there in the front living room at night and just listen to the water and the waves go. It's just so cool. And we had so many great times there. Guests come over. We barbecue on the deck in the summertime. I have so many deeply warm memories of that beach house, man. Oh, So much fun. So great. And then one day, my parents come and say, it looks like we're going to lose the beach house. We were like, what? What do you mean, lose the beach house? How's this possible? Well, it turns out the land that the beach trailers are on is leased from the state. And the lease is coming up for renewal. And the word is coming down that the state doesn't want to renew the lease. We don't know exactly why. There's little rumors here and there that they want to take back the beach for public use because, oh, these big, bad, old, wealthy people and their trailers. Now, this is a very, very small piece of beach. Very, very small. I can't express to you how tiny this is in comparison to the hundreds and hundreds of miles of public beach already very accessible to everyone throughout Southern California and Orange County. It's not like there is a lack of beach space. So why you need to reclaim this little tiny space for the public is a little questionable, frankly. I think someone had a little bug up their butt about a small number of people being able to have this beach all to themselves. And they wanted to take it back. We offered them more money. Okay, we'll pay you more for the lease. How much more do you want? Nope. Did not accept anything. Doesn't matter. No more money would make a difference. This is just the way it's going to be. There's not even any grand plan as to what are you going to do with this beach? Is it going to become something really cool or interesting? We just want it back for the public. So we got to move out. Take all the stuff out of it. Get ready. And I'll be darned, they came with their giant bulldozers and just leveled the place, took out all the junk, and that was it. No more beach house. I was kind of very raw about that. Because, okay, you want to take the beach back for the public or whatever, but just because we have a little money and we were able to afford some of these trailers, they weren't even legitimate houses. They were just trailers wasn't even a big fancy luxurious thing it was just trailers plopped on the beach it wasn't like a big thing but you discount our memories i'm sorry that a small group of people have some money enough to do this for themselves but that doesn't mean we're bad people we're just people we're just families we're just fairly regular folk And we got our own memories that we made down there that are very important to us and to the kids, me being the kid. Really great, incredible memories that you're ripping away from me. Why? Because my parents have a little money. And I was pretty upset about that. Don't take it away just because you're unhappy that certain people have these trailers and others can't. Give me a better reason than that because you're just discounting us as actual people, as an actual family, and the importance that this place has for our family and our, and our, our memories and all the get-togethers that we had there. That's not insignificant. So it was a very bitter thing. Uh, and I couldn't believe that they didn't even want more money, you know? What state doesn't want more money for itself? But they didn't want the money. And I came back uh, many, many years later, I just happened to be in in Southern California for something else. And so I drove down there with my son to take a look, like whatever became of this thing anyway. And not much, it's just a beach. It's just a beach. And they put a new tower across the street, which is like a little uh, ranger tower to uh, greet people as they come in and they have a new parking lot and a kind of a new way to get to the beach that's a little easier. And that's about it. It's just just another piece of beach like any other, nothing interesting or special about it, really. But the one thing that is still there, and I'm thankful about this, and it was so cool to be able to take my son there. You know, I'm really into, you know, showing my son different things, Uh, From my life and my childhood, it's just a natural thing as a parent. You want to share stuff and experience as many things as you can with your kids as you shared. It's one of the reasons why Disneyland uh, perseveres for so long, because we all have these incredible childhood memories of going to Disneyland. And, you know, isn't it half the great fun is sharing that with your kids? seeing them get the same joy that you did when you went. Just part of being a parent. Um, So I wasn't able to share the beach house with him, but right next to the beach house, just, you know, maybe less than a quarter mile away, is this little shack off the highway. You pull off just off the highway, and it sits on this little cliff overlooking the ocean. It's a shake shack. This little shack that sells the best shakes in the world and they sell burgers and fries and other food, and it's just so great, and we always went there. When we went to the beach house, we always stopped at the Shake Shack to get a shake. Just a great little piece of the tradition, and so at least the Shake Shack is still there, and still as busy as ever. There's only a very small amount of parking there, so it's very hard to get into because there's just no place to park if it's busy. We were lucky and, and got a spot, Um, And so being able to go to the Shake Shack with my son and get a shake and have a burger and just sit there and have that experience with him, at least I could do that. At least that was one small morsel of the total experience that I was able to share with him because we all have very fond memories of that Shake Shack. And anyone from that area, you know this little Shake Shack that's in in between Newport Beach and Laguna Beach. You know what I'm talking about if you're from Southern California. It's a great place. Now, the last memory maybe I'll share with you about the Beach House is it was also the place where I had my 21st birthday. A couple of friends and I went down there, decided let's go down there and hang out, spend the night for my birthday. I didn't have a big birthday party. Uh, Just a couple of friends get some beer, go down there. Have some fun. And, oh boy, did we. <laughs> we had a time, and I guess we had a little too good of a time. And I guess maybe we were a little loud and boisterous. Uh, you know, we're drunk. Uh, because the next day, my dad said, well, you had quite the time, didn't you? Because the neighbors almost called the cops on you. You guys were so loud, so obnoxious, so crazy. And I'm a little unhappy to hear that you were that out of control. But I understand. They called me. They were pissed. They wanted to call the cops. I talked them down out of it. And, uh, you know, it was almost a bad scene. (laughs) It was almost a bad scene for you. So, you know... You can have a good time and do what you're gonna do, but uh you gotta be aware of other people and where you are and be cool about it, you know so we almost got in big trouble uh on that one, but that was a fun night. We had music cranking, and we were screaming and going kind of nuts. I do uh kind of remember uh bits of it, so it was another little just sort of memory of uh of the beach house. So that's it. The beach house that we had for a while, and it was so awesome, and then it was taken away. No more beach house. It's not like we ran out and found another one, you know, and that was just it. And we never had that again, and uh, I'll be bitter about it until, I'll be bitter about it until I die. I'll always be bitter about that and unhappy. Gosh, if we had it today, we'd go down there with our kids. I mean, God, it would have been so cool to have a place to go and uh, hang out in Southern California. But not to be. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. This has been D Stories. My name again, David Jacobs. If you want to check me out on the Internet, it's davidjacobsvoiceover.com where I do professional voiceovers, commercial, e-learning, corporate narration. And I encourage you to go there, listen to the demos, and contact me if you would like to do a little business. Love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you again for listening. Bye-bye.